Do natural DNA triple helical structures occur and function in vivo? An article by Zane and Son from Stockholm University, Stockholm, Sweden. Cellular Molecular Life Sciences, 2003. Abstract. Formation of natural intramolecular triple helical structures of DNA is still an intriguing research topic in view of the possible involvement of these structures in biological processes. The biochemical and biophysical properties of DNA triple structures have been extensively studied, and experimental data show that hDNA is likely to form in vivo and may regulate the expression of various genes. However, direct and unambiguous evidence of the possible biological roles of these structures is yet elusive. This review focuses on the basic facts that are in favor of or against the hypothesis of the presence and function of natural DNA triple helical structures in vivo and outlines the different methods and probes that have been used to support these facts. Introduction Nucleic acids are polymorphic macromolecules and can adopt a variety of single-stranded, duplex and multi-stranded conformations which in turn may provide important signals for the control of gene expression. Triple helical structures of nucleic acids, DNA as well as RNA, can be formed inter- or intramolecularly. Although the first triple helix was found in polyribonucleotides, and despite the fact that RNA triple helices constitute a very challenging topic, this review will mainly deal with intramolecular DNA triple helices. Triple helical structures of DNA are based on sequence-specific recognition of oligopyrimidine-oligopurine sequences of double helical DNA by a third-strand oligonucleotide. These oligonucleotide winds around the double helix in its major groove and forms base triplets with the Watson-Crick-based pairs, though hookstein or reverse hookstein hydrogen bonding with the oligopurine bases. The sequence-specific DNA recognition that leads to the formation of an oligonucleotide-directed triple helix has been largely exploited in order to downregulate or upregulate transcription of genes, induce directed mutagenesis, promote homologous recombination, or to direct modification of genomic DNA at selected gene loci. Triple helix formation oligonucleotides are therefore powerful gene specific tools that can be employed in a wide range of applications in experimental biology and gene based biotechnology and therapeutics. Intramolecular triple helices, generally named hDNA, were first found in plasmid DNA at the mirror repeat of oligopyrimidine oligopurine sequences while subjected to physical constraints and or low pH. The plasmids underwent conformational rearrangement involving the disruption of half of the symmetry-related double helix and the folding back of one of the resulting single strands in order to form an intramolecular triple helical structure. It is believed that the constraints in natural DNA, referred to as negative supercoiling, is the driving force of these rearrangements. 
since DNA undergoes a characteristic conformation change, upon each DNA formation and forms a sharply bent double helix, which is often observed when DNA regulatory proteins bind to DNA, it is tempting to postulate that hDNA could act as a molecular switch to modulate gene expression in a structure-dependent manner in vivo, and the cellular proteins could specifically recognize triple helical DNA structures and stabilize them. The speculation is supported by two facts. 1. Mirror repeats of oligopyrimidine-oligopurine sequences have been found in several eukaryotic genomes and were located in particular near regulatory regions and recombination hotspots. 2. DNA topological constraints, especially negative supercoiling, are an intrinsic and dynamic feature during the processing of DNA information such as replication, transcription and so on. Despite a large number of biophysical and biochemical studies on the formation of hDNA in vitro and in living cells, during the last two decades there is still a mystery around the biological roles played by these rather peculiar DNA structures in vivo. We here focus on the results that have been achieved in the search of DNA triple helical structures in vivo and their possible biological roles. HDNA Hypersensitivity to its S1 nuclease was early observed at the promoter region of some eukaryotic genes that were associated with oligopyrimidine-oligopurine sequences. Lyamitev and others proposed a new DNA structure based on the observed hypersensitivity of supercoiled plasmids carrying oligopyrimidine-oligopurine sequences to its single-stranded nuclease under acidic conditions and on the conformation transition of DNA topoisomers are revealed by two-dimensional gel electrophoresis. This new structure was called H-structure of DNA due to the observed requirement of protonation of the cytosines in the third strand and consisted of one oligopyrimidine strand and one half of an oligopurine strand, while the other half was left single-stranded. Two isomers of these intramolecular structure can be formed where either the 5' prime or the 3' prime part of the oligopurine strand is single-stranded. In this model, two different base triplets are then formed, T, A, X, T and C, G, X, C plus, with thymines and cytosines from hookstein hydrogen bonds with adenines and guanines, respectively. Furthermore, it was concluded that in order to form a stable intramolecular structure containing these base triplets, the oligopyrimidine-oligopurine sequences had to be organized as repeats with mirror symmetry. Both homologous and mixed oligopyrimidine-oligopurine mirror repeats were found to form hDNA structures and hence the sequences were called H-palindromes. Star HDNA. Star HDNA, which was initially called H' DNA, is a variant of HDNA structure. 
It is an intramolecular triple helical structure of DNA and was first discovered when stretches of DCDG in supercoiled plasmid DNA showed single-stranded hyperactivity towards a single-strand specific reagent, namely chloracetaldehyde. This structure was also confirmed by 2D gel electrophoresis at neutral pH in the presence of magnesium ions and was formed by the entire oligopurine strand and half of the oligopyrimidine strand leading to CGXG based triplets. Subsequently, the sequences such as DCT DGA proved to equally adopt an star HDNA structure under negative supercoiling stress, consisting of CGXG and TAXT based triplets in reverse 16 configuration. Star HDNA, in contrast to HDNA, could be formed in sequences that were not perfect oligopyrimidine oligopurine mirror repeats due to the degeneracy of TAXA and TAXT based triplets in the same structure. The formation of these intramolecular structures depends on the sequence and the relative stability of each isoma. Finally, it was also made clear that divalent cations such as magnesium and zinc were necessary to the formation of stable star HDNA and that depending on the composition of star HDNA sequences, different divalent cations were required. A direct imaging of HDNA has been recently reported using atomic force microscopy. Formation of HDNA appeared in atomic force microscopy images as a clear protrusion with a different thickness than that of the DNA duplex. It resulted in a kink in the double helix path consistent with the existing models. It is interesting to note that the kink formed an acute angle so that the flanking DNA regions were brought in close proximity. The mobility of flanking DNA arms is limited compared with that for cruciforms and three-way junctions. The structural properties of HDNA may be important for promoting hand interactions and other DNA transactions. A different class of intramolecular triple helical structures includes those arising from the folding of consecutive blocks of nucleotides along a single strand of DNA. The structures formed were referred to as interstrand triplexes, and the formation of the base triplets followed the same order as in the earlier mentioned structures, H and Stite DNA. Unlike H and star HDNA, interstrand triplex structures require three consecutive oligopyrimidine oligopurine sequence domains of DNA with appropriate symmetry and demand a high level of negative supercoiling stress due to disruption of three oligopyrimidine oligopurine domains instead of only one. Potential intramolecular triplex forming sequences in genomes. Two bioinformatic analyses of prokaryotic genomic DNA, as well as a set of eukaryotic genes, have been reported. In the first, an overabundance of long 15 to 30 purines contiguous oligopurine tracts 
which is found in all eukaryotic sequences, including in this study, starting from Saccharomyces cerevisiae and Cerebridis elegans, through the Sophila, chicken, mouse, and finally to human. Whereas long oligopurine tracts were statistically overrepresented in all of these eukaryotic genomes, very long oligopurine stretches, more than 30 contiguous purines occurred much more frequently in mouse and human than in the other eukaryotes. When prokaryotic genomic sequences of E. coli and Bacillus subtilis were analyzed, none of these trends were observed. In the second analysis, 157 human genes totaling 1,086,110 base per the complete yeast Acerevisiae chromosome 3, which contains 182 open reading frames, and an E. coli sequence containing 350 RF were analyzed. The occurrence of mirror repeats of DNA was compared in the three different organisms, and it was concluded that while both human and yeast genomes were highly enriched in the total number of mirror repeat sequences, and in particular longer repeats, mirror repeats occurred only with random frequency in E. coli. A recent and more detailed analysis of the complete yeast genome of the occurrence of age and star age DNA including all possible triplex motifs, with the length of mirror repeats more than 10 base pair, has been carried out. An empirical rule based on the physical chemistry data of intermolecular triple helix formation was applied to eliminate the intramolecular triplexes that are unlikely to be formed due to weak stability. In total, 148 hits were found and classified into four categories, according to gene organization, intron, exon, promoter region, and other regions. The highest occurrence of potential H or star H DNA sites was found in the promoter region, followed by the exons, whereas the intronic and other regions had 2 and 18 hits, respectively. In terms of frequency, the potential age or star age DNA sites in the promoter region were estimated to be about 1.8 fold higher than the average occurrence of HDNA in the yeast genome, and 3.3 fold higher than those in exons. This is in line with the early observation of hypersensitivity towards S1 nuclease at the promoter region of some eukaryotic genes that were associated with oligopyrimidine oligopurine sequences. Although the analysis presented above argue for the potential presence of H-like intramolecular triple helices in eukaryotic but not prokaryotic genomes, other types of intramolecular triplex structures might still be found in prokaryotes. One such example is the interesting triple helical structure that was mentioned in the previous section. When the databases of several bacterial genomes were searched, potential intrastrand triplex PIT elements were found in E. coli, Cyanococcytis sp, and Haemophilus influenza. Remarkably, PIT elements were detected as multiple copies of a particular class of sequence and in E. coli up to 25 copies of a certain purine motif PIT element 
were identified. Triple binding proteins. Sequence analysis of eukaryotic genomes have lent credence to the potential existence of intramolecular triplex structures of DNA in living cells. Yet, it was very difficult to detect HDNA and star HDNA in vivo due to the lack of probes that would have access to DNA in the nucleus, bind, and act specifically on the triple helical structures potentially formed in living cells. Identification of several proteins that interact with triple helical DNA supports the argument that triplex DNA can be formed and stabilize upon binding of triplex specific and single strand specific proteins in vivo, and therefore might ultimately have biological implications. Both intra and inter molecular triplexes with different sequences have been used to select triplex binding proteins from HeLa cell nuclear extract. Using gel mobility shift assays, 2D gel electrophoresis, and mass spectrometry, several proteins that showed affinity to its triplex structures were identified. Nevertheless, the authors concluded that the identical triplex binding proteins were not entirely specific to the triplexes but showed some affinity for other types of nucleic acid structures. Moreover, the biological relevance of these proteins, besides their ability to bind triple helical structures, has not yet been fully defined. Nelson and others identified an additional triplex-forming protein from Escherichia. This protein was purified from all cell yeast extract using affinity chromatography and a psorolin-stabilized intermolecular triple helix DNA. Electrophoretic mobility shift assay EMSA, confirmed that the protein had a high binding preference to its purine motif triplexes, and sequence analysis revealed it as being a product of the STM1 gene. The STM1 gene has been identified as a multi-copy suppressor of mutations in several genes involved in mitosis. In order to identify additional genes that encode triplex binding proteins, Musso and others screened an SRV genomic library using a Psorolin crosslink triplex probe and southwestern methods. These experiments indicated their second gene, CDP1, also encoded a triplex binding protein. However, this screening identified only a small portion of this protein, and of all the yeast genes were found using this method, including the STM1. A triplex binding protein has also been identified in Drosophila. Jimenez, Garcia and others demonstrated that the GAGA factor of Drosophila, which is a sequence-specific DNA binding protein, could bind triple helical structures of DNA in vivo using EMSA and footprinting by DNAs 1 and dimethyl sulfate DMS. GAGA showed a similar affinity and specificity to intermolecular triplexes as to canonical double-stranded DNA. GAGA binding sites are found at the promoter of several genes and they consist of repeated DGATC, which could potentially form triple helical structures. Since the GAGA factor participates in the regulation of expression of several genes in Drosophila, it was suggested that 
its interaction with triplex DNA could play a role at that level. However, additional evidence demonstrating the presence of a Gaga triplex complex in vivo is still necessary. Rao and Craig, on the other hand, reported that TNSC, a protein encoded by the bacterial transposome TN7, was able to recognize and bind inter as well as intramolecular triple helix structures formed in plasmid DNA in vitro. Interestingly, TNSC has been shown to control the target site of the transposone, leading it to preferentially insert adjacent to the formed inter- or intramolecular pyrimidine motif triplex structure. Although these experiments outlined in a remarkable way the interaction of the protein TNSC with triple helix structures of DNA, as well as the consequence that it has on targeting the transposition events. It remains to be shown how these findings could provide evidence of the formation of triplexes in vivo and even more their potential involvement in different biological processes. Monitoring the formation of intramolecular triplex structures in vivo and their biological effects. A more direct in vivo probing of the formation of triple helical structures was achieved by immunodetection using triplex antibodies. Agassi and others prepared triplex specific monoclonal antibodies, GEL318 and GEL466, by immunizing mice with a triplex forming sequence of DNA. Binding of the two antibodies to chromosomes and cell nuclei was demonstrated by immunofluorescence and it was inhibited by the addition of competing triplex DNA. The effect of the two triplex specific antibodies on total replication and transcription in isolated intact nuclei was measured and estimated to circa 20% inhibition. Furthermore, cell proliferation was suppressed when the antibodies were incorporated into cultured mammalian cells. More recently, immunodetection of triplex-specific antibodies was combined with fluorescence in situ non-denaturating hybridization and FISH in order to detect triplex-forming DNA nuclei in fixed cells under mild conditions. Employment of single-stranded DNA fluorescent probes that could be complementary to the single-stranded region of intramolecular triplexes led to the detection of sequence-dependent foci-type signals that overlapped with or were closely related to triplexes that were immunolocalized by the triplex-specific antibodies. These results demonstrated that triple helix structures could form in vivo and several models of high-order structures of chromatin in living cells have been suggested where intramolecular as well as transmolecular triplex structures could take part. DNA sequences with the potential to form intramolecular triplex structures are overrepresented in the genome of several eukaryotes. However, for experimental convenience, the first studies of the formation of triplex DNA in living cells were performed in E. coli. DNA plasmids that contained potential triplex-forming inserts 
were transformed to bacterial cells and different chemical probes such as osmium tetroxide, trimethylpsoraline, and chloroacetinaldehyde were used to investigate the formation of triplex structures. Both H and star H DNA were shown to exist in bacterial cells, although the experimental conditions were not strictly physiological. E. coli was furthermore used to monitor the effect of potential triplex sequences of DNA on biological processes such as transcription, replication, and recombination. Plasmids carrying triplex forming structures of DNA and reported genes were transformed to bacterial cells, and the expression of the reported gene was analyzed. When an artificial oligopyrimidine oligopyrin repeat capable of forming an intramolecular triplex under physiological conditions was inserted within the coding region of the LACZ gene, substantial reduction of gene expression was observed in E. coli. On the other hand, insertion of an intramolecular triplex forming sequence upstream of the beta lactamase promoter led to an increase of its expression activity, while insertion between the beta-lactamase promoter and the coding sequence led to a strong downregulation of transcription of the beta-lactamase gene. This latest effect was achieved mainly when cells were allowed to grow in the presence of a triplex stabilizing compound, namely a benzapyridinoidol derivative indicating the involvement of a triplex structure in the modulation of expression. Similar experiments were carried out in mouse and yeast cell lines harboring plasmids with triplex forming sequences. The formation of intramolecular triple helix structures of DNA has been shown to cause arrest of DNA polymerase in vitro and was hence suspected to disrupt DNA replication in vivo. Single-stranded DNA fragments or negatively supercoiled plasmids were used in order to examine the impact of DNA triplex structures on the rest of DNA polymerization. When naturally occurring oligopyrimidine oligopyrimidine repeats of varying length were inserted in supercoiled plasmid DNA, a length-dependent DNA polymerization rest was detected. Since the stability of a triplex structure is dependent on, among other factors, the length of its sequence, these results suggest the involvement of an intramolecular triplex in the interruption of polymerization. Although direct evidence of this type of mechanism has been difficult to provide. Most of the naturally occurring mirror repeat sequences used in the previously mentioned study were poly pyrimidine polypurine tracts localized in the intron 21 of the PKD1 gene. Intron 21 contains a 2500 base pair polypyrimidine polypurine sequence where 23 mirror repeats have been found. Instability of the PKD1 gene was associated with autosomal dominant polycystic kidney disease ADPKD. Two gel electrophoresis, analysis of a DNA plasmid containing the entire PKD1 intron 21, revealed that when structure transition and acidic conditions and negative supercoiling. In addition, P. 
nuclease mapping of the same plasmids identified four single-stranded regions under the same conditions where the structure transitions were observed, negative supercoiling and low pH. A recent examination on the role of DNA topology on the stability of the PKD1 gene was carried out using different E. coli strains with mutations in the nucleotide excision repair. The topisomerase 1 and or the gyrase gene it was shown that the polypurine polypyrimidine sequences present in the intron 21 of this gene were able to adopt secondary DNA structures under negative supercoiling conditions in E. coli. In addition, these structures proved to interact with several cellular factors, including the nucleotide excision repair, which could explain the instability of the PKD1 gene and its tendency to undergo mutations. A furthermore example of the possible biological role of triple helix structures of DNA has emerged from studies concerning the regulation of the frataxin gene. Expansion of the trinucleotide GAATCC repeats present in the first intron of the frataxin gene has been associated with frataxia Frida disease and the reduction of transcription of this gene. The oligopyrimidine oligopurine character of these expanded repeat sequences provides them with the potential to form a triple helix structure, GAA, TCC repeats of various lengths were cloned in the intern of a reported gene and transcription was measured in plasmid transfected cell lines. Expanded repeats were found to inhibit transcription of the reported gene and a length-dependent inhibition of plasmid replication was also observed. Factor inhibiting the formation of a stable triplex structure during transcription, such as the presence of a complementary oligonucleotide or a non-acidic medium, proved to increase the yield of full-length transcript in vitro. An intramolecular triplex structure formed by expanded triplet repeats could clearly trigger the inhibition of transcription of the frataxin gene, though this effect has not yet been confirmed in vivo. Oligopyrimidine oligopurine sequences are present in the vicinity of the promoter of several eukaryotic genes, such as MUC1, C1 inhibitor, chicken malic enzyme, human gamma globin, human CETS2, mouse vascular smooth muscle alpha actin, mouse CKIRAS, HMGA2 gene, and several others. Functional analysis of these sequences revealed in most cases that they were essential for transcriptional activity and highly capable of forming intramolecular triplex structures in vitro. However, contradictory results concerning the impact of an intramolecular triplex structure in the regulation of transcription were obtained. For instance, when activity of the C1 inhibitor gene promoter was examined using mutation analysis, protein binding and transient transfection assay, it was suggested the formation of an HDNA structure was not involved in basic promoter activity under the employed experimental conditions. 
Another related study was performed on the expression of the glycoprotein MUC1 and demonstrated that some of the oligopyrimidine oligopyrimidorepeat elements located at the promoter of this gene were single-strand sensitive and able to form intermolecular triplex structures in vitro. Nevertheless, deletion and mutation experiments of this sequence in transintransfector cell lines did not support the involvement of a DNA secondary structure in regulating the transcription of MUC1 gene. Interestingly, a recent DNA is one mapping in chromatin from MUC1 transgenic mice and human cell lines identified a new DNA is one hypersensitive site very close to one of the early defined oligopyrimidine oligopyrin mirror repeat elements. Since this latter element has not yet been investigated, it is especially valuable to examine whether it will form a triplex structure under negative supercoiling conditions similar to those occurring upstream in chromatin during transcription. Recent studies on the regulation mechanism of nuclear factor HMGA2 involved in development and tumorogenesis resulted in the identification of a 60 base per oligopyrimidine oligopyrimidine repeat sequence in the promoter region. Using supercode plasmid DNA and S1 nuclease sensitivity experiments, it was shown that this element could adopt a single strand conformation. This element had a homology with a region present in several growing related genes and showed an affinity towards a single-strand polypyrimidine binding protein that binds also to similar elements in the CKIRAS and CMIC-P1 promoters. Since this region of oligopyrimidine oligopyrin also contains a binding site for transcription factor SP1, several mutated plasmids carrying either a single or double strand protein binding site were used in order to establish the regulating mechanism of this promoter. Transfection assays in eukaryotic cell lines indicated that secondary DNA structure, which included a single strand, sequence and was formed in the oligopyrimidine oligopyrin region contributed to a positive transcriptional activity. Based on its ability to form a triplex DNA structure in vitro and the impact of the single-strand sensitivity site and the triplex forming sequence on transcriptional activity, it is tempting to suggest that a triplex direct mechanism could be involved in the regulation of transcription exerted by this and maybe other related promoters. All the above described studies that examine the role of triplex structures in gene regulation have independently indicated the possible participation of triple helical structures as regulatory elements, either as enhancers or repressors. Nevertheless, the establishment of a detailed mechanism of an intramolecular triplex directed regulation of gene expression is still very challenging. Perspectives After more than a decade of investigation, the accumulated data strongly suggests that the intramolecular DNA triplexes may exist in vivo and be involved in a number of DNA information flow processes 
in a family of genes that accommodate the appropriate oligopyrimidine oligopyrimidine repeat sequences in their regulatory region. However, it remains to establish unambiguously that these intramolecular DNA triple helical structures can act as molecular switches to modulate gene expression and other DNA metabolism events in a structure-dependent manner, in addition to the well-established sequence-specific regulation. The fast and still accelerating pace of deciphering the genomic information of a large number of organisms will together with the development of functional genomics approaches and triplex-specific probes certainly contribute to further elucidate the formation of DNA triple helical structures in vivo and their biological relevance. Thank you for listening to this article. Please do consider following me on Twitter, Pub Reading, so we can build a strong scientific podcast community.